Welcome to The Label Podcast, a show about disability, illness and difference. I'm Lucy. And I'm Alice. And that's Lola. Don't forget, in this episode, I might swear, Lucy might cry, and you can check out details of the trigger warnings on our website. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Labelled Podcast with me, a slightly snotty, bunged-up Alice, and my wonderful co-host, Lucy. Who I think is on the way to getting slightly snotty and bunged up, if I'm honest. So oh, excellent. Uh, yeah, we do sound like a Vix advert, don't we? Like a... <laughs> It feels like, like now that like people have decided COVID is truly just not a thing anymore, that everyone's just going out breathing in each other's faces. Yeah, coughing, and so now everyone and... I know, everyone I know is ill. <laughs> yeah. And also, we've not had colds for a long time, so the first cold you have after not having a cold for a while is always a one that like floors you, isn't it? Really? That's yeah, that's what Dave said. He's like he he said, I don't think I used to get this ill. I don't yeah. know if I'm getting old or if my immune system has forgotten how to deal with colds. The second one, it's the immune system thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, how are you? Yeah, other than a little bit snotty, I'm pretty good. good. I am, I am as ever. I am very very busy, but I am with work and stuff. But uh, will not be busy with work for a period of time Ooh. starting soon so yes. yes it's uh it's it's one of those things of you know working when you're working towards the end you know you can see the light at the end of the tunnel it's I'm feeling pretty positive and yeah what about you how's stuff with you um stuff with me is again very busy uh we are currently in the midst of organizing our stand for Nadex this year so I had to order utilities and broadband and electric for the stand um and it there it's on an order form that is a pdf document that you can't edit on the computer <laughs> So I spent a good like six hours trying to do it last week and about four hours trying to do it this week. But it's all paid for and ordered now so I can sort of calm down a little bit for a while. I but, have yeah. this about five years, five years ago or so, I discovered that for £20 a year or something mm. like that, you can get the Adobe converter, PDF converter package. Yeah. And it has changed my life because I can't <laughs> read PDFs very well. So I just, every time I get a PDF, I run it through that, turns it to a Word document. Yeah. Just done. I love yeah. it. It is one of I, the best investments I've ever had. I definitely think, and we could do an episode about how inaccessible PDFs are because people <laughs> think they're accessible and they're not. Um, yeah, so, but other than that, I'm all right. Just chugging yeah, along, good. really. Good. Chugging along, trying to get through everything, you know? Yeah, well, this yeah. week we're doing a uh, fabled episode. It's Lucy's turn because uh, I did all of that heavy lifting for the Christmas episode yeah um so yeah i am looking forward to this one <laughs> sorry about that i did listen back to that episode and you were like charles dickens charles dickens and i was like muppets 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 <laughs> anyway uh yeah, yeah i think it was a good episode i think people enjoyed the small kermit um, <laughs> yeah people kept talking people for weeks afterwards people were like his name's Robin. I was like, all right. All right. Okay. We um, never profess to be informed or knowledgeable. Don't come at us with all of your facts and knowing things. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't realize I was going on mastermind for the Muppets. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Uh, so I, we, I decided to do an affair to remember for this week's fables because I watched this. I think it was over Christmas <laughs> and during one of our weekly meetings gets together Alice said what have you done today and I was like I watched an affair to remember and she, she went "Ooh," <laughs> and I went yeah I know um I'm really excited about this because I like I really love old movies like that's mm -hmm. very much like 
uh like captain america and then old movies those are those are my things so like <laughs> very, I'm niche. Big... very niche very niche um <laughs> i really i really like harry grant um i was always i was always a uh lauren bacall fan rather than like marilyn monroe or audrey yeah. Hepburn. Um, yeah. uh but yeah and it's an affair to an affair to remember is <laughs> is it not it's not up on my list no. of like rewatchable old movies so, that. <laughs> so the thing was i watched two movies with my mom over a weekend and she's um singing in a rain was on which i know is another one of your favorites your yeah, christmas film it. and so i watched that i loved it and she was like oh oh if you like that i'll put a fair to remember on because that's one of my favorite films and i was like okay and i watched this film and gradually as the film went on i was like oh oh Okay. <laughs> okay. And my mum was like, this is it lovely. I was like, no, not really, mum. Not really. If I'm honest, I'm a bit enraged about this. But um, so I thought I'm going to do a podcast. I said to my mum the other week, I was like, we're doing a fabled episode. She was like, oh, what what about? I said, a fair to remember. She was like, oh, you? I was like, yeah. Not yeah don't, don't get excited, Chas. It's not yeah. going to go well. <laughs> Just calm yourself down. Um. Before we start this, I just want to reiterate, I do realise that we are talking about classic Hollywood and attitudes towards disability have changed, but it still doesn't sit very comfortably with me. And I shall tell you why. And I think one of the things about this film is that it is, people still think of it as like a real like romantic love story. And I just, I think when you watch it, like I can remember it was one of the films that I came to later in my like discovery of old fashioned movies because my mum doesn't like it. Um and it was my mum that mom got me doesn't like it. No. And it was right. my mum my mum is very like me, my mum is just a bit um cynical and dead inside. So. <laughs> me too, really, if I'm honest. <laughs> like the the stuff that she does like um of that i watched all of that and i grew up watching all of that and we watched you know um she's the one who introduced me to singing in the rain and she's the one who got me watching like um you know the the classic hollywood sort of studio system movies um and but an affair to remember is not is not up her street um and i know that i think it's probably part of the reason why i don't really like marilyn monroe is because my mum never really liked Marilyn Monroe so the only Marilyn Monroe movies I've seen are uh The Seven Year Itch Mm. and uh How to Marry a Millionaire that's good that I would recommend that but that's got Lauren Bacall in it that's why I like it that's why you like it yeah um and yeah so yeah but this uh, it's it's just a bit mushy for me and And a bit yeah it's a bit like Leaves a nasty taste, and I don't know. I don't quite know why. I'm going to talk about what why I think it does. Yeah. But I was like, I didn't. No, <laughs> it's not I right. Just, I, what what I mean, it, I don't understand why people hold this up as like a beautiful classic love story. It does. Yeah. It's not for me. Um, no. But we'll see. You you guys can have a listen, and you can let us know if you think it's for you. <laughs> I've just been reading my notes and occasionally during some of the paragraphs I've started writing in capital letters and I think it's because I was cross <laughs> no <laughs> anyway um, so we are talking about the 1957 film An Affair to Remember An Affair to Remember has been remade so many times because everybody says it's a classic everybody says it's a classic so let's remake it uh, and part of me is like, leave it alone, just leave it, just leave just it, just let it die, <laughs> just let sad its day, leave it. Um, so the plot so Nikki, played by Cary Grant, and Terry, played by Deborah Kerr, which is very confusing when you're writing Nikki and Terry because you're like, which one's which, uh, have a romance on a cruise ship that is going from Europe to New York despite being engaged to other people. So in the beginning of this film, it's full of like sexual tension all the way through, and you're like, are they gonna are they gonna just get on with it, or are you just gonna be messing about while the ship is sailing, bobbing about in the water? And eventually, the two agree to reunite in New York, on top of the Empire State Building, six months after 
However, an unfortunate accident keeps the reunion from happening and leaving a lot of heartbreak for both of them. Now, the unfortunate accident is the fact that Terry is hit by a car. You don't actually see her get hit by a car. You just see it like a taxi and there's a noise. And it's, uh, that's, that's 1957 though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's not going to be like, is it? What's the film where Brad Pitt plays the dead guy and he gets hit by a car and you see the body go up in and bounce across like four car hoods and stuff? It's proper, like, like yeah. <laughs> no, not so, that. You're not going to so, get that in 1957. No. You, you, you sort of realize something has happened to Terry because, like, you see a car, hear a noise. And then it cuts to Cary Grant, who is waiting at the top of the Empire State Building for Terry to arrive. And, of course, she doesn't because she's hit by a car and is left a wheelchair user. I was going to say, she then spends the rest of the film sitting down. (laughs) Sitting down. I mean, it's the only way to do it, really, isn't it? Fair. You're talking to the queen of uh, musical chairs here. Yeah. Uh, It's just, it's the, um, it's the, I I can remember having a conversation with my mum about, is a Spencer Tracy film or something where he's supposedly only got one arm and somebody had said to me, oh, you should watch this. It's got a disabled character in it. And before I watched it, I said to my mum, I was like, oh, what's his, what's his disability? Like, and she went, oh, his arm's inside his jacket for the whole film. <laughs> Brilliant. And oh, that's that, that's the, essentially the, this is Deborah Kerr's disability is that she just sits down for the rest of the down. movie. With a blanket over me so you yeah. can't actually see her legs. Um, yeah, so basically, she then wakes up in the hospital. You're still not quite sure what's wrong with her, whether she just had been hit by a car and has like gone concussion or something, forgotten who she is, or whether like it's more permanent. Um, her boyfriend, who isn't Cary Grant at this stage, is by her bedside when she's in the hospital. It's still fiance, isn't it? Fiance, two other people, yeah. So she, while she's been off gallivanting up the Empire State Building or trying to gallivant up the Empire State Building, um, she's not gone very far. <laughs> her fiance's like, oh, are you all right? Are you all right? And then they tell her, like, she'll never walk again. And then slowly you you see that Terry believes that it's it's, 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 all, it's all a bit pointless uh, because, because she is disabled, she is unworthy of Cary Grant's love. Issue number one <laughs> doesn't make a blind bit of difference, though, does it really? If he loved you, he loved you, first of all. So Nikki is unaware of the drama unfolding on the New, New York streets below. And you see like a time lapse of him getting cold. He's like, oh, it's cold. I'll go on and shivering. And he waits and he waits and he waits and he waits. And then he realised that eventually she's not coming and thinks she, she's changed her mind. And he leaves uh, the Empire State Building. He leaves the Empire State Building. And gradually, over his, like, story arc, you sort of see him changing his ways. So he's not, like, the playboy person lifestyle. He, like, that is getting less and less. And he trains to become a painter of all these things. Don't quite know why. But there you go. Like a, like a painter and decorator? or Like, no, like a, a painter. A... So, like, here's a picture I painted of okay. my dog, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. So scenes flipped from his lifestyle changes to her rehabilitation to her new job as a music teacher. Basically, she sort of, I can't remember whether she's in a wheelchair at this point, but she's like teaching a load of kids some singing. Do you remember that bit? No, I don't remember that bit. My, My memories of the film are, I have a vision of them being on the cruise ship. I have a memory of them, the bit in the theatre, yeah, I'm going to talk can, about that I can, a minute. I picture him on the top of the Empire State Building and I can picture the very end where he go, walks into her apartment and she's just having a lie down on the sofa. <laughs> the thing that gets me. Right, so at some point during our film, during the film, Nikki and Terry are awkwardly reunited in the theatres because obviously the fiancé does not know who Cary Grant is. And, and is and still still loves Terry and wants to take her out and do nice yeah. things with her. So they've gone to the theatre. Um, yeah. So Terry 
Terry isn't in the wheelchair at this point, but she has got a blanket on her knee sat in the theatre seats. I think the blanket is like a semiotic for she's sick and very poorly. <laughs> Needs a blanket at all times. I, to be fair, I I bring an I if I if I go to the cinema without my husband, I bring an extra like a hoodie or something <laughs> over gonna, my legs. So you're gonna say you bring a silly. you bring a duvet in, like I mean I, I would bring a duvet. If I could get a duvet into the cinema, I would a hundred percent so chilly. Have I told um, you about my sofa duvet? You have told me about your sofa duvet. <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever bought. Literally, um, I finish work and I sit down in it till I'm like not moving. <laughs> Somebody get the chin. Um, so yeah, I can see the point that Terry <laughs> does need a blanket at all times. I think we all do. Yeah, I think it's just you know, just like life is hard. Let's have a duvet. <laughs> you know, when they give you your blue badge, your radar key, they should just give you a blanket also, like as a package, <laughs> like the welcome package for disability. <laughs> Yeah. Here you go. Here is a blue badge, a uh, a radar key, some wet wipes, <laughs> <laughs> wet wipes, <laughs> and a typical. Yeah. Um, best of luck. <laughs> bye. Good luck with your disability. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, where did I get to? At one point, we see Nick and Terry reunited in the theatre, and it's an awkward exchange as Terry is still sat in her seat with a blanket, having sent her fiance to get her wheelchair. Like, oh. home james please <laughs> hurry yeah. up will you nikki remains clueless about a disability because why would he know i would question the blanket over his knee the knees situation well, and i suppose if i if i was at the theater and somebody i knew came up to me and started talking to me like he doesn't sit down beside her does he he stands there and he talks stands down there. yeah yeah and it, it, personally if if i i would be a bit like why isn't she standing up? That's really mm. strange. Exactly. Whereas, obviously, if he knew that she was a wheelchair user now, then yeah. he'd be like, obviously, oh. she's not going to stand up. But... but also, like me, if something happens to me like that, like if I'd been run over by a taxi cab. It's the first said, thing you fucking say to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, oh, how are you? Uh, well, I'm all right. I'm coping. But I was run over by a taxi cab about six months ago. Yeah. Right? Okay. She just keeps quiet because she thinks that Cary Grant won't love her anymore. Which... Even though even though it sort of shouldn't matter because she's decided he won't love her anymore, so she's staying with her fiancé. Like, yeah. It's not like she's going... No, it's, not like, it, it's not like if if I don't go after Cary Grant, I'm single and alone forever with my cat, is it? It's like... Well, and it, it's, not, it's not like he's chasing her around and she's like, wait, you know, she's... She's not sort of going, oh, well, I can't. Like, like when you first start dating somebody, you don't tell them all, about Everything. all of your emotional baggage until no. a bit later because you don't want to scare them <laughs> off. You've got it's to be at like least she's... like eight weeks in, haven't you? And then you're like, right, okay. It's not like she's worried about scaring him off because she's given up on him loving her. So I sort of feel like at that point, I'd be like, let's put the nail in the coffin here and I will just tell him, oh, I was hit by a taxi and I can't walk anymore. So that he'd go, like, so that you can have him just it be done. Have his opinion He's like, oh, well, I'm not it. interested. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I just don't understand it. So yeah, and then basically, uh, this is like, I'm synopsisizing the film here very quickly, but after the Synopsis concert, very quickly, all we've done is talk, <laughs> like talk about it for like twenty minutes now. But <laughs> after the concert, he decides to visit her on Christmas Eve because, of course, this is Hollywood. Uh, he almost leaves the so basically he comes into. I forgot apartment. it was Christmas Eve. That's why it's on at Christmas. He comes in, yeah, because they immediately think it's a Christmas film. He comes into the apartment. She, he says hello. Like her house uh, uh, nurse house person lets him in. He says hello. She's she's sitting on the sofa with a blanket over her knee. <laughs> so safety blanket. <laughs> and she doesn't say, she doesn't say, I'm terribly sorry. I can't stand like I, I can't get up. Yeah. She just like sits there looking at him. And he's like, he's looking at her like, why aren't you getting up? What's just, like, why have I, have I really hurt your feelings that bad? What is wrong? Like, what's the matter? 
so he almost leaves her apartment without knowing what has happened to her because obviously she won't say anything for being stupid. When in major corny irony, he mentions that a woman in a wheelchair was giving a painting he'd been working on uh, when they when they originally met the first time. He wanders into the bedroom and sees the painting that the woman in the wheelchair had bought from Cary Grant on the wall. Right. It then dawns on him. Oh, that's why you You're sat the down. woman in the wheelchair. Oh, right. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I would then call this what a, what a series of coincidences. <laughs> and then uh, Deborah Kerr says this line at the end of the film. If you <laughs> makes me laugh to sweeten it. She can't if even you, keep a straight face. If you can paint, I can walk, anything can happen, don't you think? Basically, she's calling him. Well, you were a shit painter to start off with, but you learned how to be a good painter because I've got your picture on my wall. Right. I can't walk anymore and I'm a bit shit at walking, but maybe I can learn to be better. I think that means. Does that is that what that means? I don't that... know. I think that's what that sound like sounds like. What's the line again? If you can paint, I can walk. Anything can happen, don't you think? Yeah, no, that's exactly what that means, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you but, could paint. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's it is exactly it's that. Oh, you used to be fucking terrible at this, and now look, <laughs> it's so good. I put it on my wall. Yeah, exactly. Look, so, look. So I look at if you day. can, so you know, if you can learn a skill that anybody can teach through, like you know, having a good teacher and having patience <laughs> and and developing and practice, then I can learn to stop, like the the <laughs> physiological difficulties that have been and, and impairments that's been caused by me being hit by a fucking taxi <laughs> so that i can just learn to walk again it's not the same deborah babes is it really no it's, no. it's like it's like you you could have singing lessons lucy and yeah. you could turn into fucking leona lewis or something <laughs> and if you can do that then i can learn to see yeah it's, it's not gonna happen, no, babes. no gonna love <laughs> it's not gonna happen um, I it doesn't and it doesn't matter how much good of a physiotherapist I have to learn how to walk again. It's not going to happen because my brain is buggered. I was going to say they'd have to give you a new brain. Yes, that's, that's, they'd have yeah. to like stick probes in my bed or something. Um, so yeah, I just well, at this point I laughed out loud and my mom was like, "What are you laughing at?" I was like, "This is a ridiculous film, mother." Um. So yeah, so that's the film synopsis. An affair to remember is called one of the most romantic movies of all time. There's something that people love about old 1950s movies. It's one I of my mom's favorite. It's one of my mom's favorites, as I've said, and has been remade several times. In 1993, the uh, the movie Sleepless in Seattle owed most of the majority of its plot uh, to. An affair to remember, and at one point, Rita Wilson says, "Oh my God, this is like an affair to remember," and then goes on to explain the story about an affair to remember. At one point, she's reading off what happens. She gets to the end of the story, she's like <gasps> sobbing, <laughs> and it just makes my toes curl. I watched it on YouTube. I was like. This is embarrassing. Stop it. Stop it. That feels a little bit like somebody went, oh, this film's not really long enough. What can we do? I know. Let's give Rita Wilson 15 minutes to talk about an affair to remember and then have a cry. I am going to put the YouTube video of Rita Wilson having a cry in our show notes because if it, and then I want, I want to do a vote on uh, Twitter and say, does this scene make your toes curl? (laughs) Like it does mine. It's embarrassing. Um, So, yeah, my final thoughts on An Affair to Remember, if you want them, of course. Uh, My mum sat me down to watch this movie, ecstatic that I was interested in classic Hollywood films. As a credit credit role, as a disabled person, (laughs) I found myself irritated by the plot. Can you tell? Mm -hmm. Um, It made me sort of think, I'm sorry, are you telling me because I'm disabled? (laughs) I can't get a man like Cary Grant. 
hang on if you're disabled are you is there uh no way i'm worthy of somebody's like cary grant's love and does it make it all right that you want to bog off and leave your perfectly nice fiance who's kind caring and will fetch your wheelchair whenever you ask for cary grant it's um i think it's interesting as well because Obviously, while she's sitting around, literally sitting around, <laughs> wallowing and being like, oh, I can't walk anymore. It's so terrible. Um, like, he's off, like you said, like, sort of putting his, like, a more positive spin on his life, trying yeah. to improve, you know, make himself a better, kinder, more sort of thoughtful and genuine person. Yes. And it... It to, I think this was the thing for me about that film was that I sat there and I and I thought she doesn't deserve him no. not because she's in a wheelchair she doesn't deserve him because she's a miserable cow who doesn't really realise that she's in a relationship with somebody who cares about her already basically in love with somebody else who she keeps a huge secret from because she's ashamed of who she is and I know that you know we can't help our self-esteem levels but it just and he's out there trying to make himself into a better person and a better partner for somebody exactly and and just it's, it's yeah. not like that in that story it's not like she sat in a in a hospital bed for the whole entirety of the film not going out and doing stuff she was going to the theater she got a new job teaching kids music so she had got stuff in her life that was enriching she was just miserable because she thought well, nobody's going to want to love me because I'm in a wheelchair. Even though she has somebody who loves her. Yeah. Right. And, and if you're not yeah. if you're not happy in your relationship, that and and then that's that's the business of your relationship and the person you're in a relationship with. It's got not anything to do with people on the outside. Like, yeah. and, and also, and you sh- also as well, on. you knew she was unhappy with her relationship at the start of the film, before she'd even got run over by a car, because she was gallivanting about with Cary Grant, going, oh, don't, don't, no, we can't be seen together, no, no. And and then, like, it's not like she got off the boat and got hit by a taxi. She had a full six months where she was intending to see Cary Grant again, where she could have ended it with her fiancé, but she's like, no, I'm going to keep hanging out with this fella, and he's going to take me to the theater and do nice things with me. Yeah. And then I'm also going to go see Cary Grant. It's not. Yeah. It's just, no. She's not a very nice person. No, that's exactly. I think that's what I don't like about it. She's not a nice person. She It's not. Like, Cary Grant's not so bad. You do see, like, he's kind of gone up the Empire State being waited and waited and waited for this cowbag of a woman who's not turned off. And then he's gone, do you know what? I actually don't like the person who I am. I'm going to go yeah. away and improve myself, learn how to paint, because, you know, why not? Um, and stop being a bit of a playboy asshole dickhead. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And also, I don't particularly like the lasting effect that the storyline has had on popular culture. This is why we yeah. do Fabled. This is why we talk about films that are slightly problematic to shine a light from a different angle because you look at Sleepless in Seattle, 1993, that film came out. Rita Wilson's sobbing like it's the most wonderful, heartbreaking, but he still loves her because she's in a wheelchair and it's lovely and uh, and we just don't need that anymore. Thank you. Yeah, Stop like it. in in the 35 years between um, An Affair to Remember and Sleepless in Seattle coming out, like there was no change in the way that like it's and fair to remember comes out and everybody's like oh isn't it incredible he's such a good person because he still loves her even though she's in a wheelchair and she's a miserable cowbag Mm. and then in 1993 everybody's like oh isn't it so romantic he still loves her even though she's in a wheelchair and it's like it's just like like it's the even though she's in a wheelchair bit like he might he still loves her even though she's a cow bag, that's something <laughs> like you know you can't yeah, help who you wheel- love. <laughs> take the wheelchair out of it. She's a cow bag, but they're not ruining another couple. If he wants to put himself up for that purgatory every day of the week, that's fine. He's not upsetting anybody else, is it? Only him. 
But um, and also, it's just offensive to say, oh, aren't they? You know, just because you're in a wheelchair it does not make you a burden. Just because you are a non-disabled person does not make you a hero for i was gonna say it makes him a bit knight in shining armor doesn't it that like even though he's a better person now and he could have anyone really he still wants deborah still wants even he... though she's in a wheelchair and it's cow. like just take the end of that sentence away because yeah. that should be the bit that shouldn't matter it should be He's tried to make himself a better person, but he still wants Deborah Kerr because of the connection that he has with her and because what she means to him, even though she left him at the top of the Empire State Building. That should be the conversation. Mm. That should be that, oh, she didn't turn up um, at our like, designated meeting place. She, I must not mean as much to her as I thought I did and stuff like that. That's what the, that film should be saying. And I think the reason that people find it romantic is because it's this kind of that it's almost like this like natural forces stopped like you know something unpredictable stopped them from being together at the top of the empire state building and they still came together again at the end of the movie like that's the bit that's supposed to be romantic it's yes. the it's the in-between bit of that where it's like and she's in a wheelchair and you know his life has changed dramatically since they got off the cruise ship her life has changed dramatically the romantic bit should be that they come together despite that and that they still want to be with one another and i think i think again again like you say alice it's that whole fate thing isn't it you know that eventually what's meant for you will come for you do you know what i mean so like the, the the fact that all right they met on a cruise ship they said they were going to meet they didn't meet but then by the end of the film they're together because they're together that's yeah. the whole circle isn't it really it's not does it shouldn't matter the other stuff that's gone on i mean she could have had children with her fiance in that mm. space of time for all you know she you could know? have married the fella yeah yeah you know it's, um it's just, I just, I don't understand why we've got the wheelchair element why, yeah. when you didn't really need it. Because it just peddles this pity versus hero angle, doesn't it? And I don't, I don't like it. That That is such a thing. Like the idea that you can't be loved if you're disabled is such a, a thing. I'm in, in classic Hollywood. I mentioned the um, uh, How to Marry a Millionaire in uh -huh. my at the beginning and Marilyn Monroe's character in that she I believe she describes or is described as blind as a bat she needs a really really high prescription and she's got these absolutely gorgeous fantastic like cats huge cat's eye glasses and I love them but she refuses to wear them around guys because she she literally says guys don't make passes at girls who wear glasses and so there's stuff oh, in the film where she's like She's pretend she wants to look intelligent, so she's pretending to read a book around this guy who she's trying to like hook, but she's her book's upside down because she can't actually see it. No, and it's like it's supposed to be a sort of comedy element, but that's there. It is this thing that even like you know, the the needing to wear glasses to like she's got as far as you can tell, there's no other. Uh, she might walk, she might bump into something or walk into something um, at some point. I think there's like a bit where she thinks a mannequin is a person because she can't see well enough. Right. And like, so it's very much a comedy element of it, but it's not like she has the same difficulties on a daily basis that like I do as a person with not a lot of vision. Um, and it's just, the, just that film is basically saying like, like if you can't see without a pair of glasses, no guy's gonna want you. No, and... it's um. And before anybody starts, I do realize this is this film was nineteen fifty seven. I do realize attitudes were slightly different. Well, vastly different back then. However, we are shining a light now with what we know now as how. And my my argument against that would be the stories you've told me about being on tinder yeah actually yeah. 
are there still not millions of people in the world who are like, well, I can't date a disabled person? Yeah. Yes, there are obviously people in the world who fall in love with people regardless of their physical abilities or you know whatever their conditions might be just in the same way that there are people in the world who fall in love with people you know regardless of what their gender is or whatever like it that for lots of people that shit doesn't matter but I think that having this people are going around being like this is the you know a huge most romantic film like that it just promotes that idea that it makes you a good person because mm. you're in love with somebody who's disabled not just you love that person and they happen to be disabled yeah exactly and, yeah yeah it's um it's it's very damn you know the, these things that we're shining an eye on aren't because we want to like cancel Cary Grant or cancel Deborah Kerr we just want to shine a light on why certain societal societal beliefs about disabled person people i can't speak exist because of things like an affair to remember you're fed this stuff it gets stuck in your brain and then it's very hard to forget isn't it really um and i can't i don't think for a second that in 1957 they thought hang on is this damaging to the disabled community because they didn't mm. um you could argue <laughs> that sometimes they still don't now um, exactly. and then have to issue apologies and whatnot. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's, this is why we have these discussions and things. Because, and I find it fascinating. To... I was just going to say, I'd really love to speak to a disabled person like who may have watched that movie like in when it first came out like in mm. the in its kind of contemporary setting yeah to see if like because obviously we know now like if the disabled community don't like something you fucking know about it like yeah, twitter twitter kicks off yeah um but if i'd be interested to know like what was the reaction at the time you know to, from the disabled community because mm. you know rita wilson and all of her friends were crying but what were what were we doing yeah, that's what I'd be. What were know. we as a community doing and yes, saying about? I mean. Yeah, yeah, about. I, I I was not being born for another thirty <laughs> years. That's what I was. I doing mean, I mean, look at you. Only have to look at people like Lizzo and Beyonce and stuff, and they they step out of line, and we're like, whoa, 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 what's that? No, sorry, what? And they go, okay, no, yes. do not get me fucking started. I'm so the thing that like Lizzo was it was unacceptable and she stepped up and was like i'm sorry about this and she mm. made the change and then not three months later beyonce did the exact same thing and i was like were you did you not how did <laughs> this whole you? thing pass you by yeah <laughs> what were you doing b that you were so fucking busy <laughs> to not not spot this how is there was how was there nobody no. on her production team that went um, have you guys seen how it's kicking off all over Twitter for, for what Lizzo's Has anybody checked on Lizzo, see how she is? Because like <gasps> there's a whole heap of crap going on. Yeah. And and yeah. no nobody went, Oh, you know that word that everybody was like, Hey Lizzo, don't use that. You know yeah. how that's in your song, Beyonce. Should we maybe um address that out. so that we don't <laughs> we don't do the same thing? Yeah. And she had time to go, Oh, yeah. hang on a minute. Prepare and yourself. That to me just make just really re really like confirms that these people are just just haven't they don't care enough about no. the feelings and opinions of the disabled community to notice unless it, it impacts them directly. Yeah, and but I think, think the way I think Jesus the way Christ. Lizzo dealt with it was ex exceptional. She said, yeah. "Like really sorry." Won't happen again. Didn't realise. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Beyonce released a statement for, through her people. There was no statement from Beyonce herself. We've gone, you know, her people went, yeah, we realised that uh, this may be an issue and we will ask the record label to remove it. There was none of this. I'm really sorry about that, guys. Yeah. Oops. It's just, yeah, there's no. And I have... I have had a lot of praise for Beyonce in the past about having to 
And I think this was the thing that really annoyed me and upset me about Lizzo as well, was that these are both women of colour who have had to really fight to get a established a place, an established place in a industry that is still populated by men mm-hmm. and white men. Mm-hmm. And they've worked really hard to establish themselves in that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a very sexist industry. And you sort of feel like how can you how can you sit there in your lives and be trying to champion women and women of color and you know women of different body sizes like Lizzo does and even Beyonce you know Beyonce's very I can I still remember it kicking off once because she posted a picture of herself on a boat or something somewhere and she'd really really badly tried to thin her thighs i remember that like the sea had gone like round where her thighs were you could definitely see like she didn't know how and everybody was like what the fuck you doing just embrace it yeah um and i just i i it it baffles me that these people who would be on the one hand like no, I will not be oppressed. I will uplift people in these, you know, minority Minorities. communities. Yeah. And then be like, what, what, disabled people count as well? Oh, I didn't yeah, realise. Well, you, well, you see, people talk about minorities, but they never really talk about disabled minorities. When they say minorities, they're not really talking about disabled people, I don't think. They're, we're, I, like the, we're like the funny little footnote on the bottom. Like, and that little one. We're twenty yeah. percent of the population. Do you know what I mean? But nobody wants to talk about it because they're scared that they're going to end up like this at some point during their lives. <laughs> I really like how you sang. That's that. That is that our new theme tune. Yeah, <laughs> label podcast. You're going to end up like this at some point <laughs> in your life. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. <laughs> we'll release an we'll EP, and one side can be like the jingle. And the other we'll side get, can be me pretending we'll to be Le- on it, yeah. <laughs> pretending to be Le- Leona Lewis. Um, <laughs> because you told me I can be. <laughs> you can do anything, Lewis. <laughs> Why not? You could even learn to walk. It will yeah. be fine. And then yeah. Cary Grant will love you. Yeah, Cary Grant, Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that is an affair to remember. Make of that what you will. Uh, mm. All complaints, please, to labelpodcast at gmail.com. I was going to say all complaints to an affair to remember at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, why this not? This is not our, we did not all, do that. All they complaints to Deborah Kerr at gmail.com. <laughs> is she still alive? I don't know. Shall I have a look? You can have a look. Let me have a look. I don't think Carrie Grant's still alive. I mean, I suppose they could be, but they would be late 90s at this point, surely. She died in 2007. Yeah, I thought as much. So she won't have a Gmail account, but you get the gist. <laughs> it was for comic effect. Anything it was for, for comic effect. <laughs> anything for cheap laugh. <laughs> uh, so before we finish, Lucy and I wanted to talk a little bit about what you guys can expect from the show over the next few months. Um, Lucy and I have got some stuff going on behind the scenes in our personal lives and uh so we both need to have a little bit more time and space between us um sort of to deal with what we've got going on at home um and this is moderately large sized stuff it's not just like we're getting cold or (laughs) yeah yeah. Throw or losing our this, voices. This, this isn't because I'm a bit snotty. Um, <laughs> no, it's not because we've got. Uh, Alice yeah. has got the lurgy. Yeah, it is. It is some fairly life-changing stuff going on. Yes. So we've decided that we're gonna take a little bit of a step back from the podcast. However, don't panic because we don't want to stop ever stop doing this show. And so what we've decided is that over the coming months, we're going to be uh, recording an episode each. So it just means that we'll still have content coming out for you regularly, but that uh, there's a little bit less time pressure on Lucy and I to dedicate to getting recordings done. Uh, And considering it took us an hour and a half to get this session set up because of some technical issues, 
plus the 45 minutes we've been recording mm. uh, it can be quite time consuming um yes. so and stressful sometimes as well if it's not yeah. you know if things don't work right or guests don't turn up for whatever reason it can be quite you like gear yourself up and then it's like oh it's not happening so we've decided to sort of leapfrog one another for a while while we sort of sort ourselves out i do want to stress uh that we haven't fallen I know out what's coming this isn't a Richard and Judy situation. <laughs> I am not sick of Alice. Alice isn't sick of me, as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah. It's just purely we have got a lot of... We've had a lot of things going on in the background for a very long time. And it's all just come to a head. And we just need some space to yeah. breathe a bit. And we're, we're still going to be all over the show in the background. You know, we're yeah. going to be working together to put the newsletter together and sort out our social media and stuff. So, you know, Lucy and I will be still touching base and still very much like living in each other's pockets. Yes. Um, but you guys literally. just won't. <laughs> not literally. I would not, not fit in your pocket. No, no <laughs> probably not. But, um, but we are, yeah, we just wanted to kind of let you guys know that. Yes, this isn't the end of the label podcast. We're just having a wrap. I mean, we have consistently for the last two years, two years. Uh, it's, it is, I can know, it will be about 28 months because we started recording the episodes in the November yeah. and then launched in the January. And it's now coming towards the end of February at the point of recording. So, so we have consistently released an episode every fortnight sometimes by the skin of our teeth as well i might add um and yeah we just need a bit of a just we just need a breather just for a little while but we are gonna when we do come back and we will come back when we come back we're gonna be full of energy full of beans and we've got we've got plans uh to make yeah. this best year yet I'm really excited about when we come back because when we come back, we're going to be diving straight into getting everything sorted out for the uh, Spotlight series this year. Yeah. So still, don't forget, guys, if you think that you have a suggestion for something we should cover in our um, Spotlight series or a guest that you think you'd like us to get on or try and get on, uh, we are this year we're doing disability and technology. Mm -hmm. so i think that it should be really interesting we've got some really um cool ideas and we've had to chat with daisy about what history lesson they'd like to do so that's i think it's going to be really exciting but um yeah in between now and then you can expect um what we're hoping to get done is we're going to do some fabled episodes and possibly some history uh lessons with previous guests so we've invited some of our former guests on to come and talk to us about disabled characters that they have um you know seen read and and things that they'd like to talk about over the yeah so i think that and that, the idea be... the, the idea is that in my episodes the guest will be like my alice and in yes. alice's episodes the guest will be her lucy basically so it's still going to be a two-hander um yeah. but it'll just be a different person in the seat yeah. where it'll Alice be Lindsay. yeah it'll be a bit strange i think it'll I'm be sure. weird I'm, sure. I, I'm not i can't say that i am i'm like oh yeah let's because let's it's like but i've always done this with alice yeah um, i'm i'm looking forward to the stories that people are going to come on and talk to us about and i'm excited yes, for that but it's just going to be a bit like where's lucy yeah. I want to talk to Lucy about this as well. So. Do you want me to send you a cardboard cutout of my face? <laughs> Just so you can have it stuck up like above your computer. Can, so you Can, can look you at send it. it to the guests so that they can pretend to be <laughs> Just you? Just wear it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Well, I'll send one. We'll brand it up with Labour Podcast and everything. <laughs> Amazing. No, but, so, um, yeah, that's what's going to be happening. For we're going to get ourselves months. sorted and get ourselves back on track. Uh, but we just need a minute or two to sort of ourselves out really yeah, yeah yeah but um but we do still love doing this and we do still love you guys you know all of our listeners are really important to us like 
I think we would probably still do this, even if nobody was listening. Just because... Oh, yeah, absolutely. It would just be a Skype call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, That's the thing. Yeah. It would just, we wouldn't bother recording it. Save no. Adam a load of work. He'd love it. <laughs> yeah, Adam and Carly could just get on with their lives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we, yeah, so we still love, we still love this. We still love our listeners. And I still love you, Alice. And no. I'm excited for, the future when everything's calmed down and we can just go and have a nice drink and drink in a pub and just feel a bit relaxed about life yeah I am excited about getting back to things and you know continuing to see this show like grow and build and we've got big big like goals haven't we and we will get there I know like they seem a way off at the moment but we will get there eventually it's just going to take us a little while longer than expected. That's all. Yeah, you but, know. Um, you know, keep please keep listening um, because seeing those listener numbers and seeing what you guys say on socials and stuff, it really helps us feel supported and um, encouraged. Yes. Um, and you know, I think that's what we're we're going to need that a little bit more uh, in the kind of coming. Yeah, please, please tell us you miss us because if you you turn around and you're like, actually, I prefer this combination rather than you two. We are we shot ourselves in the foot, haven't we? (laughs) Yeah, we have. (laughs) Um, Um, But yeah, so bit of a shorter episode for you guys today, so you don't have to listen to me sounding so quite so like bunged up and gross anymore. Um, Anna, I think I'm going to go blow my nose. I don't know what your plans for the rest of the day are, Lucy. I don't know. Um, I don't know, actually. I might go and see what's for lunch. Yeah, lunch yeah. sounds like a plan, actually. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so you guys know the drill for the socials um, at Labelled Pod. If you're feeling generous, then uh, you can still donate to our GoFundMe. That is still sitting there. Um, and we will see you one of us will see you next time and then the other one will see you the time after that and eventually we will both see you again very soon in a few months time but yeah all right gang bye bye thanks for listening to the label podcast if you like the show you can rate review and subscribe and you can follow us on social media at labeled pod this episode was edited by adam hall Our music was by Maisie Crunden and we'd like to thank the rest of the team involved.